Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hey, I'm, this is Dennis Burns, and I'm here with Marthy, Marcy Matthews. She is our new horticulture agent for the Delta area. She has six parishes, and we thought, come in here and sit down, and let's talk about what you what you want to do, where you, how you got here. Now, I've known Marcy a long time. She's been a research associate here for... 18 years. 18 years. She's worked <laughs> in weed control for 18 years. She's killed stuff for 18 years. <laughs> so she took great pleasure in it, I think, too. But anyway, she's, going, she's now swapped hats, and she's going to start doing horticulture, which she's been doing some horticulture, and we'll talk about that. But hey, Marcy, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Dennis. It's good to be here, and uh, I'm really excited about my new position. Um, my background is in horticulture, as you know, so this mm-hmm. is what I love to do. Um, it's been great so far. It's it's a lot to learn with the extension side of things. I'm used to the research side of things, but extension is going to be is going to be good for me, I think. So I'm really excited about the future with this position. Well, we're excited to have you here, and then you are. You're, let's say, you're ten, Catahoula Concordia, Tinsall, Franklin, Madison, East Carroll. Exactly, six parishes. And your office is here. With ten, you're, you're in the Tinsall office, which is here at the Northeast Research Yes, Station. I'll be domiciled in Tinsall Parish and working out of, out of this parish, but visiting and building programs in each parish. So if anybody okay. has any ideas for programs in their parish, just call me at the research station. Or call your local secretary. And exactly. They'll, they'll pass the word along. And you're going to be going to these parishes on a regular basis and as, and as an ad-needed basis as you as things come up, you know. That's kind of the plan. This week I'm visiting uh, each parish office and just introducing myself and getting to know uh, everyone that works in those offices and giving my number. And so, yes, if you uh, live in any of those six parishes, just call your local extension office and they will direct you to me with your horticulture questions. And this includes your flower beds, your garden, your gardens, your vegetable gardens. Exactly. It includes everything from uh, fruit trees to landscape trees, uh, your, your turf, your lawn, your flower beds, your vegetable gardens, anything horticulture related. So okay. That's, well, that's good. And yeah. there's enough, you know, and you know enough people that if, if if something says, oh, I'm not sure, you can, you can you know people to call. Exactly. Yes, I don't know at all. I don't pretend to know at all, but I'd know who to call if I don't. So. Okay. Well, that's great. All right. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. Now, um, I saw you do, and I posted it on the station's Facebook, Facebook page. You did a little short video on wildflower, native wildflowers. I don't know. You did it the last couple of days. I don't know when yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was kind of cool when you did it. Yeah, it's cold outside. Um, It's not a lot going on outside. You have to kind of look for it. But yeah, I've started doing videos the last couple years, I guess, uh, and I've learned a lot about it. It's it can it's fun. I enjoy doing the videos. Um, They uh, it's time consuming, but I try to keep the subject matter relative to what we have going on at the time Mm -hmm. and relative to our area. And so that video was about we had planted some wildflower seeds uh, last last fall. And we also planted some last uh, summer, spring and summer. And so we just cast some seeds out. We let the, the seeds germinate and, and come up, and we just kind of let it do its thing. It's kind of like um, like a, a micro prairie or, or meadow mm-hmm. type situation. 
And uh, the goal of that is to uh, see what pollinators are attracted to the area and um, eventually have some demos and some workshops, field days for people to come and view mm -hmm. what type of pollinators we have um, and identify the different types of native plants and wildflowers. Okay, that's cool. I thought I thought the video was good. Uh, I was, you know, I, thought, I watched it and uh, I thought it was really good. Thank you. Um, and you're going to continue to do this on a yes semi-regular basis semi-regular um anywhere from weekly to monthly just it just depends on what's going on what's going on if i catch something out in the field or in the flower bed or while i'm visiting somebody's house if they are willing to let me do a little quick video i'll do it on different subject matter mm -hmm. the next one i'd like to do would mainly probably be on pruning crepe myrtles which is a hot topic mm -hmm. but it's not just crepe myrtles um it's other flowering shrubs like althea uh, lilac chase tree, all these types of trees need to be pruned in a similar way. So I probably will do a video on how to properly do that. It's easier to show you than to tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna switch. We're gonna switch gears here in just a second. Okay. Because you did something last year that just really I liked it. I thought mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then you did a presentation I saw not long ago, and you mentioned it, and you talked about it. You did. You went out and you found all these LSU, and I know. LSU varieties, vegetable varieties, um, and you went and found them, you got seeds, you grew them here, you, you, uh, tell us, how'd you get into this, what you did? Okay, well, yeah, it was a, it was type of, it was a type of rabbit hole situation where you just, you, know, you start from something and you just keep going and discovering things. This started with, I guess, with Kerry Hefner and him discovering, rediscovering, um, some of the watermelon varieties from the Calhoun Station, which has since been closed for many, many years. But they developed a lot of varieties at that station, and those varieties have long been lost. And so from that, I think you asked me last summer or spring about acquiring some of those mm -hmm. seeds, planting some watermelons here, and trying to make that become more available. Well, I, I got to researching and looking into old, um, old articles, LSU mm -hmm. Ag Center uh, articles, uh, report ag reports and I discovered there's just there's a lot more varieties than just the watermelons there are varieties of of uh, snap beans pole beans uh, llama beans field peas okra tomatoes watermelons there's a lot out there no, uh, yeah we have a I can't name it all but what I did was I, I tried to figure out which varieties I could acquire and a lot of these seeds you can get through the USDA seed bank um, but it's only for research purposes. You can't just order these seeds and plant them in your garden mm -hmm. for your own personal use. So I acquired a lot of these seed. Um, they're in limited quantities, so you're just um, you're working with very like maybe 20 seeds at a time. So what we did was we acquired the varieties, we planted them in some plots here at the station, and the goal is to increase the seed. We're trying to rebuild the seed bank here. And so we did that. We planted a lot of stuff last year. Like I said, green beans, you know, a lot of garden, garden varieties. We did collect seed, and we have stored those seed. And what we'll do again this summer is replant those varieties and continue to collect seed. Once the seed bank has been increased enough, I would like to release these gradually back into the public for anybody that's interested. Mm -hmm. And probably this summer, um, hopefully some home gardeners would be interested in doing some demos at their house. Um, well, I know I grew uh, a couple of tomatoes. Sorry, I don't know. We planted ours for fall tomatoes. I don't think they really did. 
Right. We didn't do much. They didn't. Well, it got too hot on them, I think, in in the fall. But yeah, see, that's something else we have to determine with these varieties. I don't know as far as the tomatoes go. I don't know which ones are heat set, mm -hmm. if they are heat set at all. I um, think we only got like one or two tomatoes, and it, yeah. I mean, it bloomed. It just was. It just didn't grow off well, and yeah. uh, and the, the ones I had next to it that were heat set, heat set. Right. Uh, some of those, some of the newer varieties, they did fine, and we got. Yeah. Tons of tomatoes off we just we don't know enough about these varieties yet we don't know why they went away we don't know how they perform like i said i've only done it one summer one mm -hmm. one year so we have a lot to determine but i thought it was interesting that in your presentation that i saw you give when you were talking about this you said something i can't quote you because i don't remember that well, <laughs> i don't remember exactly I don't what remember. i said either you may not remember what you said <laughs> but i remember the, the gist of it was that these varieties and these are varieties were red some of them I'd have to look at that list. Some of them around in the early 1900s. Early 1900s. And they were bred to for the conditions. We didn't have fungicides and insecticides at right. that time. So they were bred for the conditions. They were bred for our climate. For our climate. Mm -hmm. Because you see, you know, there's a lot of you, any garden show or anything you watch on TV, um, they talk about uh, heirlooms, mm -hmm. plant heirlooms. Mm -hmm. And we've planted heirlooms in, in our garden at home before. Right. And they just don't do very well. Right. And we don't just quit planting them because they just weren't, they were more trouble than they were worth. They didn't produce. And they kind of figured, after you said that, I said, well, that, that explains it. Mm -hmm. Those heirlooms came from Pennsylvania or yes. somewhere off up north. It was a totally different area. and Because right. we had disease problems. I had to spray them all the time for mm -hmm. disease to keep them in. They didn't match up to ours, so I thought that was interesting. But I really got excited about this, and you've got, what are they? I think they're some peas. There's watermelons, peas. There's there's pole, uh, snap beans, green beans, whatever you want to call them, but they're all pole varieties. But mm -hmm. those all did really great, and this I collected, see, I think we have three varieties that are LSU. They all did great, and I'm excited to put those out there again. Um, as far as heat Tolerance high, very high heat. I probably could have left those vines in the field and they would have made all the way through July. But I had to hmm. pull them out and make room for others. But they were, I had no insect problems. Um, I had no, um, I had no problems with the heat. They just kept performing. Um, so the, all the LSU pole beans did great. There's only one lima bean variety. It's called Easy Shell. But again, same heat tolerant, no mm -hmm. insect problems, performed great. Got a lot of seed off of that. Oh, I know you. When you did the watermelons, you had uh, you, you picked the watermelons, and they would be down in the kitchen here at the station, mm -hmm. and they would be different. In they were you had them labeled, and mm -hmm. I think they were in Ziploc bags or something. You had them labeled, and then you had pie plates and mm -hmm. says seed. Mm -hmm. So if you ate watermelon, you had to, you had to you had to bring the <laughs> seed back. Everybody spit their seeds out for me. You had so. to bring the seed back, and that, that was you know, and I, and they were good. I think you had two or three. You had a sugar baby, I think. Yeah. That was your standard. That was my standard. Crimson Sweet and Sugar Baby were my standard. Mm -hmm. So, um, and honestly, the LSU watermelons just kept right up with them yeah. as far as yield and taste. Uh, I thought the I, I don't like watermelon particularly. Not everybody likes watermelon, mm -hmm. but the the red and sweet one was delicious. I don't see how anybody couldn't like yeah. that. Um, and the other ones all performed great, looked great, tasted great. Yeah. So. There was a difference because I noticed on one of them, I like one of them, and I like watermelon. Mm -hmm. It, one of them was really, was better than the sugar baby. One right. of them was kind of, yeah. you know, it wasn't a. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, I think the best. It wasn't best, bad, but it wasn't, I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know. Right. 
that there are six, actually six uh, watermelon varieties mm-hmm. from Calhoun. Um, and last year I only had, I think, three in the field. This year I have seed for all six. So mm-hmm. this year will be, uh, no standards will be planted this year. It'll be all LSU stuff strictly for seed increase. So mm-hmm. hopefully eventually... If anybody's interested, these seeds will slowly become available for yeah. you. Yeah, the master, the, the local master gardeners here, they've been involved with you, helping you. Um, they have. Um, and, uh, do some of that. Do some of that stuff. They so. have helped me tremendously. I've learned a lot about master gardener. Uh, my mom, Brenda Mize, is a master gardener, and your wife is a master yeah. gardener. And um, the group has been in place for what, maybe five, six years. The Delta Something Master like Gardeners, that. and like that. it's Catahoula Concordia and Tinsall. And what I did last year, I had a class, um, and we we graduated uh, seven new members. So now we have a total mm-hmm. of eleven members, which is I think great. Um, it's a wonderful group. Um, everybody in the group is really nice, and they love gardening and they love learning. So if anybody is out there and you are a Master Gardener, if you've been through the program and you're looking for a group to join, we are a great group. Um, Even if you're from uh, any of the six parishes that I cover, um, please give us a call if you want to join. We'd love to have you. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, I think that, you know, and I know they're helping you with, because, and I have to say this for everybody that's listening, Marcy has about, what is that, an acre and a half down there? Yeah, about an acre, I'd say. It's where we used to... We used to do some vegetable stuff here yeah. with Dr. Kiki Fontenot. We did the pumpkin trial. We've done watermelon trials, sweet corn, radishes, a bunch of different things, uh, little trials where she needed another location. So we took an, a little triangular area that we can't really do big row crop research plots on because they're all, the, the rows are, well, it's a triangle. The rows are all yeah, we, can't, we can't do much with those. You can't do but it fits you perfectly because... Right. You're, you don't necessarily, I think when we did the carrots, we only did like a oh, six yeah. foot. Oh, yeah, carrots don't need a lot of room. Six foot plot. I mean, so there, we, right. and we can, it's really, it's got water and, and um, it's, it just works out really well for you. So mm-hmm. it's become Marcy's field. It's Marcy's Garden, I guess. Marcy's Garden is what it's become. (laughs) That's where all the horticulture uh, demos are going to be. But, yeah, the master gardeners have become really familiar with that area. Well, it's right there on the road where people can ride by and see it. um, it, We're trying to get a sign, I think Carrie had said, um, and I don't know, this may not happen, but I think we're trying to get a sign for the LSU varieties that we're talking about mm-hmm. it's it's going to have a name and i think it's the seed preservation program north okay. louisiana seed preservation program so we're going to maybe have a sign put up for that uh to designate what that what that is but um yeah there's a lot going on in that little triangle um, yeah. pumpkins watermelons well, um, yeah. <laughs> betsy always has her 4-h pumpkin patch there and uh yeah and i think she's going she she's had it for years and i'm mm-hmm. sure that You'll probably do a whole lot better job looking after it than I do. I'll try. We we grew some <laughs> some beautiful water uh, pumpkins out there. Like we did yeah. a variety demo last year, yeah. and I think this year we'll probably just do a few ornamental, you know, maybe one or two different mm-hmm. varieties for four H pumpkins and uh, maybe for a master gardener to have their own to sell. And, okay. Uh, you know, fall sale. Well, that's good. Now, and you mentioned this mm-hmm. earlier, and you didn't when we were talking. Uh, what really got you started? You said. This is what got me started in horticulture, what really made the TV show. What what were you talking about when you were a kid? Uh, I don't know. Um, I've always kind of liked it, but there used to be a show um, called Gardening by the Yard, and I cannot remember the guy's name, but it was a great show. Uh, but I would like to kind of recreate something like that with uh, these little videos that I put mm-hmm. out 
just as it relates to the home gardener, whether you're into ornamental gardening, native plant gardening, vegetable gardening, fruit trees, just within the yard. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would really like to, and anybody that has any ideas for videos, I'd love to hear them. Um, or whatever you're having problems with, I'll try to do a video about it. So, yeah, please reach out to me and let me know. Okay, well, good. And and you mentioned here um, you had a little pollinator area last year right. over on some uh, ground on the station here where another little side thing, and you, we were talking about moving it to up here where people could get to it and right. see it. Right, yeah. Um, and do a pollinator, a native wildflower right. pollinator like type thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, that will be good where people could come by and actually see it. Right. And look at it and say, okay, yeah, I can do that in my yard. Exactly. You know, um, I think it's important for, for us to know um, about native plants. Um, they're low maintenance. They have very few disease and pest problems. And there's some out there that are just beautifully ornamental and would make great additions to your garden. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to educate more on that. And native plants are really my passion. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just something I've always gravitated towards, and um, I took, I think the class that, that got me into it was taxonomy in college, and I discovered native plants that way, and I didn't, there was plants I didn't know existed, mm -hmm. and they're growing in our own backyard, so I just, uh, I would love to teach people more about that. Well, and that's what, um, I mean, the pollinators is, is a, you know, everybody's into pollinators, and the bees, you know. I mean, I have bees, right. and we planted some one year, and and they reseed themselves. They do. They and do. you just look out there, and they're just. I think on, we planted an acre at at our house one year. We had a corner, and where we kept our bees anyway, and so we we just planted in. I think there were eleven different varieties we planted on this acre, and they wow. they just they came up, they bloomed, everything, and every mm -hmm. it didn't all bloom at the same time. Right, and that's important is to. Um, to plant stuff that blooms throughout the year. That way it's always putting on a show for you mm -hmm. and it's attracting pollinators at different times of the year. And then they just reseed it. I mowed them all yeah. down after after the frost. I mowed everything down. Right. And uh, they yeah. you know, came back up. And uh, so, I mean, it worked out great. It's, it's fun. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Any last parting wisdom you got for us? You know, do we have a tip for today, you know? <laughs> We Tip for today. Uh, well, I guess right now there's not, like I said, not a lot going on in the in the winter garden. But if you haven't cut back anything in your flower beds, this is a good time to kind of tidy up. You know, the sun's shining today. It's still cold, but when the sun's out, it makes it a lot easier. So cut back those perennials that are dead and crunchy out there. Um, just make it look nice and neat is a good thing to go and do out there today. Okay. And order seed. I've got seed catalogs sitting by my chair at home. Yes. I've ordered some to start. If you are into... Uh, germinating your own vegetable plants or flower seeds get it now because it goes fast if you wait till even february they're going to be sold out of all kinds right. of stuff i've learned that very quickly so yeah get those seed orders in all right good deal well we appreciate you being on the podcast and look anytime you got anything you need we can put you in the podcast if you got some major earth-shaking vegetable news in the flower Yeah, head. yeah, I'd love to do an update on everything yeah. and, and any kind well, of uh, workshops I have coming up. Yeah. I have a lot of ideas, but we haven't put them on the books yet, so. Well, you just, I mean, you've been working, what, two weeks? Yeah, this is my second week. Second um, week, so, yeah. <laughs> As I told you, go slow. I'm trying, I'm trying. Figure it out. I will. Well, Marcy, we appreciate you being on the podcast today, and um, good luck with all your stuff, and we'll be talking, and uh, we'll be 
We'll be working together. Good deal. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.